Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome back to Bring on the Weird. You're Elijah. That's me, you're Will. That's me. All right. Time for more spooky stories. Creepy stories? Last week we got a pumpkin spice horror stories. Yeah. They were, I don't know, we we were a little lighthearted, I guess. (laughs) Were they? Oh, no, not last week. The Grinning Man? That's right. That was a little freaky. I don't remember what the other one was. The other one was about that in my room with the clown doll and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was was scary for me. (laughs) Well, what are you drinking? Let's do that. Having a no-brainer by Victory. Oh, yeah. Out of the Yoda mug again, huh? Yes, sir. Vanilla Jim Beam and tea. In tea? Yeah. It's good. I don't put sugar in tea. (laughs) What? Would you say you don't put sugar in tea? No, I don't put sugar in tea. And I'll put honey in if I'm sick. If I'm real sick, I'll, I'll put honey and vanilla Jim Beam. You put milk in your tea? No. I didn't. I mean, some people do. I don't know. I, I used to when I was a kid. That's what my parents did. Here's some sugar. Here's some milk. But Indeed. at one point, yeah, it's, it's good. Makes no, it creamy. I'm, hey, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. But nah, just, just straight tea. It's just brown caffeinated water, baby. Yeah, if I drink tea, I got to have sugar in it. I drink black coffee, but if I have tea, I got to have sugar in it, which is very rare because I don't really like tea. <laughs> Unless you're sick. Even then, I usually don't. <laughs> What I'm about honey? Sober. You can throw some honey in there. I hate honey. What? Absolutely hate honey. I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried. You know the the normal like the mass produced honey. I've tried local honey. I just I can't do it. I don't know. It's I don't know. I'm not big on sweet stuff though. It is pretty sweet. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Except the ice cream cake. You give me some ice cream cake, and I'm gonna down <laughs> that whole thing. You better buy two because one of them is for me. That's a lot of ice cream cake, especially the one that we got not long ago, yesterday. I just want like a plate full of the little crumbly bits in between. <laughs> I'm good with that. Just give me some ice cream cake gravel. Put all the gravel on my plate. Yeah. Ready for some scary stories? Uh, I think so. I don't know, man. After <laughs> our research, I'm I'm pretty spooked out. Ooh, don't. I won't don't, say it. Don't tell them. I won't give it away. It's 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 creepy. Yeah. Mostly sleepless, kind of? It's affecting my sleep. It's affecting my whole life. <laughs> From the it's time I wake up, awake. just constantly. We'll get into that later. Yeah. As for our main episode. You know, in a couple of weeks, these episodes are going to be Patreon exclusive. Yeah, that's right. So we got next week and Halloween. Man, we got to find something good for Halloween. And then 
the Friday after that, well, Halloween's on a Thursday, but the Friday after that is going to be the first one that is only Patreon. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be great. Yes, patreon.com slash bring on the weird. Come join all the rest of the weirdos. Yeah, do it. All right, so the story I found, it's uh, it's kind of a two-parter, but it's more like a, a part and a half, but it works. I like it. It's like a part and a follow-up? Yeah. Okay. Because the end, the end of the first one, not even going to say it, but just let it happen. Let it happen. So we get our horror stories that we've been reading from subreddit free horror stories. It's reddit.com slash r slash free horror stories. There's a bunch on there. Mine is from user twilightdreamer87. Now, I'm pretty sure that's the year she was born. Yeah. <laughs> Most the of them are. The story's a year old, and it starts out with saying her age. And it all checks out. If you want to do the math, have at it. I don't. No. <laughs> but here we go. It's another true story, which is what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. My parents' haunted house. This may be too long for some people to read, but I had to share. This is the first time I am posting anything online about this. I'm a 31-year-old woman, married, and recently moved back in with my parents due to moving back to the town I grew up in. My husband and I are taking our time looking for our own place due to wanting something nice in the area, and that is usually hard to find. This story takes place in my parents' house starting back 10 years ago. A description of the house for a bit of context, it's a two-story brick-slash-stone house in city limits but still surrounded by nothing but woods. You have to go through a garage that leads into the kitchen with the first bedroom to your left. Past the kitchen is the main living room, and to the right is a hall that is very open. In this area, you will find the main dining room, and second living area. But if you continue straight, you will see the staircase to your left, and even further straight is my parents' bedroom and bathroom. Going up the stairs, you will come to the third living area. Yes, this is a huge house, with two sets of French doors side by side that lead to the outside balcony. Going straight, the sharp left leads you to the other three bedrooms and two bathrooms. This is where the story takes place. The first time I stepped foot into this house, I immediately felt off, like something just wasn't right. I felt a presence, but I didn't know what or who it was. I brushed it off thinking I was just reading too much into it. I continued to feel this for the next couple of years, and because of this, I didn't much enjoy visiting them. My parents liked to gamble a lot back then, so they would ask me to babysit my baby brother and sister one day on the weekend. My boyfriend, now husband, loved them, so he would always babysit with me. The first few times, I really didn't pay attention to the feeling I would get because he would be busy playing or eating with the kids. After that, things kind of chilled out, and we would end up watching movies until it was time for us to go to bed. Now, my husband is a freak of nature. It's like he falls asleep the second his eyes are closed. Me, on the other hand, takes me forever to get comfortable enough to wind down my mind. I also don't sleep well even when I do finally get to sleep. This night was the first time I saw and heard something in this brand new house. In this room, the bed is facing the doorway, but not directly in front of it. With the double doors open, you can see the front of the staircase and all the way down the hallway. As long as the light is on, that is. This night, only one of the hallway lights was on. I was laying in bed with the TV on, but the volume down so low that I could hear if one of the kids called me. I was almost asleep when I hear one of my siblings come down the stairs. I open my eyes a bit and wait for them to get to the bottom, but they never do. I don't think anything of it. Close my eyes and begin to drift off again. A few minutes later, I hear again. So I open my eyes and wait, but again, they never get to the bottom. This time I set up and listen. A bit spooked, but nothing I cannot handle. I get a bit nervous, but still I go check to see if if they are there and maybe they are scared to come all the way down or something. No one is there. Confused and thinking I must be dreaming it, I go back to bed. 
this time closing one of the double doors. It was a few hours later, around 2.30 a.m., when I feel like some someone is very near me, as if they are standing next to the bed right in front of me. Usually, when I opened my eyes, I would see the green glow of the alarm clock on the bedside table, but this time I saw nothing. It was pitch black. I couldn't even see the hallway light on, and the TV had turned off on its own. I felt like I couldn't move. I was awake now and scared to my bones. I was finally able to call out my husband's name loud enough to wake him. He reached over and turned on the light, and right then, the scared feeling went away, and I was able to move. I freaked out and started crying. I couldn't begin to explain to him what happened because even if I had... He didn't believe in those things. So I told him I was having a nightmare and asked him to go check on the kids. When he came back, he said the kids were fine and got back in bed. With the light on, I was able to fall back to sleep, but it took me forever. The next day, I told my mom about what had happened, and that's when she told me. She had been hearing footsteps on the stairs at night and even saw someone standing by the door at times. She didn't tell anyone because she did not want to scare the kids. This is when she told me what she had done. She wanted to know what was going on in her house, so she went and bought a voice recorder. One day, she decided to use it and went upstairs while everyone else was gone. She asked her typical questions of, who is there, and what do you want, and why are you here, and then said, you have passed away, and need to go into the light, and you are not welcome here. The next day, she decided to leave the recorder in one of the bedrooms upstairs while it was recording for about four hours while she was out running errands. I asked if she had checked, checked it, and to my surprise, she said she was too afraid to listen to it alone. I, I wanted to listen to it. Alfie went to the computer and began listening to it after it was uploaded. During the four hours she was gone, you could hear something clicking or tapping. Sounds of a drawer opening and closing, but we weren't sure. Then we listened to the part where she was asking questions. Now you could hear sound that resembled a fan or maybe static throughout the whole thing, so some sounds were indistinguishable. But the one sound we did hear chilled us to the core. When she asked, what do you want? It gave us an answer. She Changing my brother's name for this, the answer was Jamie. It didn't answer any other questions except for that one. I cried immediately. He wasn't having night terrors for no reason. Something was there for him every night. We soon asked a friend to cleanse the house. For a long time, everything has been okay. My brother stopped having night terrors. My mom was able to sleep comfortably and all was good again. Until now. I've been living in this house for a month and a half. For the last three weeks, I've been seeing things everywhere. Especially when I'm alone. Because of this, I won't stay alone anymore. I get the strong feeling of being watched. I had the feeling of someone pulling on my blanket at night. I think it's time for another cleanse. Oh, and just an FYI, I am a third generation on my mother's side of the family that is able to see spirits. My dad's side of the family has, in the past, before I was born, practiced black magic. I don't like speaking to them, and I won't dabble in any of that spiritual stuff most people do. I stay as far away from it as possible, and I recommend that you do too, even if you are careful. These spirits can haunt for a long time, even after you are gone. Update. So I'm sitting in the living room floor playing with my nephew. Mom's on the left couch and sister's on the right couch. My nephew has a toy piano that is made of cloth and can be folded up. This piano is behind us in the corner and with all my nephew's other toys. We are talking and watching my nephew attempt to walk when this piano makes a sound. It's like someone is pressing the keys slowly. We stop and stare and then look at each other shocked. Then the keys are pressed rapidly until it finally shuts off on its own. Mom and I are not scared. My sister is terrified due to something happening to her last night around midnight. That is a different story. I will be posting tomorrow. And I have that story. <laughs> That's creepy, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's just straight creepy. So I don't want to visit this person's house, and I I don't want to visit the, the house of the last one I did either. No. This part's a, a lot shorter. This part's called There's Something in My Sister's Room. So I wrote my story in... 
subreddit free horror stories, and promised one of my sister's most recent stories would be uploaded. This is it. Names have been changed for privacy reasons. My sister Alicia is a 20-year-old mom of a 10-month-old boy. She and her boyfriend just moved back from the west side of Texas and is living at my parents' house. In my story, I described the layout of this house, so you may want to read that before this one to understand a bit. They stay in a bedroom upstairs that has its own bathroom. A bit of backstory on my sister. Ever since she was a little, she has been scared of this bedroom. She would always sleep with her earbuds in so she wouldn't hear anything at night. She didn't leave a light on at night, which didn't make sense to me. She stayed in this room until she moved to West Texas after having her baby. My sister can be a bit dramatic and exaggerated at times, so this made it hard to believe her stories. She told us a few times that there was something in her room, and she could feel it watching her at night. There were times she would look in the direction she thought it would be in, and she could see a dark figure near her closet that would just stand there, never moving or getting closer. We always thought she was maybe having nightmares or something, since this was before anyone else had seen or felt anything in the house. Well, this was when she was somewhere between 8 and 10 years old. Fast forward to two nights ago. You guys have heard of people using baby monitors and stuff to keep an eye on babies in other rooms. My sister has her very own version of a baby monitor. Her boyfriend, Alex, will FaceTime her phone and set it up so they can see the baby while they are downstairs or in another room as the baby sleeps. They had just gotten back from picking up some food and were sitting in the upstairs living area eating and talking about the next day's errands. She has an appointment because she has she's having surgery in a few weeks and she's a bit nervous and getting excited talking about it. When Alex searches her, did you hear that? He says, hear what? Alicia says, sounds like someone talking in the room with them. Alex's eyes are wide, but still they stay quiet, listening and staring at the phone. They wait a minute and then hear the faint cry of a child in the phone. Looking at the screen, they see that the baby is sound asleep and not crying. Alicia gets scared, but decides she's going to check on the baby and make sure there's nothing in the room. She walks in, sees her son laying on the bed, still very much asleep. Looking around, checking the bathroom and closet, she finds nothing out of place but still stands there quietly trying to hear anything else. When nothing happens, she turns and goes back to Alex and finishes eating. Before she can sit down, she looks up at Alex and he has this scared look on his face. What's wrong? Looking at the screen and back to him. You didn't hear it? He says. I didn't hear anything. What did you hear? She asks. Alex picks up the phone, staring at it as if it, whatever in there is going to come through at any moment and says... Right when you were walking out, I heard a little boy say, Where are you going? He said it like three times. Just then they heard laughing, and one of the baby's toys make a sound in the bedroom. They took off into the room to find the toy light up, but no laughing could be heard. After this, they sat in the room with their son, not able to eat anymore. They were afraid to leave him in the room, thinking the next time he would try to mess with them. That night, they slept with every light on, huddled around the baby to protect him from whatever was in there. My sister is now terrified. Alex thinks it's funny. My mom and I are in between. We aren't scared since we have both dealt with things of this nature our entire lives. We only talk about it amongst ourselves, so not to scare anyone else. My dad doesn't care at all, but he makes fun of the ones who are scared, saying, as long as you leave it alone, it won't mess with you. I only recently began seeing things in the house again. My mom, on the other hand, has dealt with it way more than anyone. I have another sister who has had a few experiences with this little boy in another room upstairs. If you want to read about it let me know and i will do my best to get accurate details from her thank you for reading whoa <laughs> so as far as i can tell it's just it's just his little boy yeah but she didn't hear it he heard it on the phone Where but she going? didn't hear it while she was in the room when it happened that's crazy where are you going he said it three times where are you going where are you going i'm burning the house down later <laughs> yeah everybody else is just like <laughs> 
That's nothing. The boyfriend or the husband or whatever thinks it's funny. And dad's like, well, I just leave it alone. I'll leave you alone. I get to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's in there making a ham and cheese sandwich. And meanwhile, toys are just going off in the living room. <laughs> it's just the, just the ghost kid. Whatever. He's like, hey, Demi, can you give me the mustard? <laughs> and it just floats just, over to him. It <laughs> just floats over. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa, man. <laughs> I guess if it's not that. That's the kind of spirit I would like to encounter. I've never had an experience. So something as benign as that, just something chill. If you're gonna, you may lay out a little little piano for you to play. Yeah, great. That's that's what I'll do. That's fine. I'm but cool don't with play that. it during the game. <laughs> when the game's on, you're quiet, Timmy. Ghost Timmy. Yeah, Ghost Timmy. I don't know, man. I think I'd find a different room to watch the game in. If Timmy wants to play, if Ghost Timmy wants to play the piano in that room, I'm gonna let Ghost Timmy play with the piano in that room. Otherwise. Depends. You're not gonna get any sleep that night because Timmy's gonna be messing with you all night. I would just uh, I would just put the piano in a different room. I'm like, <laughs> all right, play it in a dining room. I don't know. A ghost ghost Timmy temper tantrum. You don't know what they can do. Exactly. So you may as well cater to him. Like, is he super strong, or is know. he just does he just have the strength of a little boy? He's a ghost. I know. He does ghost things. I saw so, Casper. He's gonna write red rum on the mirror. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nope. He's going to change the game to Howdy Doody because that's when he died. It's howdy Doody times. I'd be upset, especially if I missed a big play. <laughs> that's, that's when he's going to do it. That's when he's going to mess with you the most. Damn go, it, go, go. Boop. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Maybe we should take a break. And after the break, we'll come back with my story. Oh, yeah. And we're back for round two. Where is it? Two and a half, because I had two stories. Is it three? Whatever it is. Who knows? <laughs> all right. You got your story all ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. This is from you slash madpatriot82. It's from the horror stories subreddit. It's called Ghost Soldier in Class A's. Does I say it was a true story? I don't think you actually said that, but so it's a true uh, story? Yeah. All right. All right. It was in the middle of April 2010, and my unit was back in the States from Afghanistan, and we were demobilizing Camp Shelby. Everything had been going well at Camp Shelby at this point. The days were relaxed, and I was actually getting full night's sleep. And by full, I mean about four to five hours compared to the zero to two hours that I was getting downrange. But there was this one night I woke up in the middle of the night. It seemed to be around two or three in the morning. I felt that I was awoken by something, something other than just my usual insomnia. I believe that I was awoken by a feeling that was something about to happen, but I didn't know what. I looked around the barracks and didn't see anything, but the feeling was still there. I stayed awake for a few more minutes, scanning the room before starting to drift back to sleep. As soon as I fell back to sleep, from out of nowhere, I felt this insane amount of pressure on my chest and saw a man with a pale face, black combed over hair, with Vietnam-era Class A's pushing down on my chest. My first thought was, what the fuck? I was paralyzed, literally. I couldn't feel anything below my waist. I had this tight knot in my throat that kept me from being able to yell out or say anything. My legs had this numbing feeling, and no matter what I tried, I couldn't move them. It took me a second to realize what was happening, and when I did have the realization of what was going on, I freaked the fuck out. All I was able to do was just stare at this quote-unquote man holding me down, making it hard for me to breathe. He finally let off my chest and began what seemed to be violently shaking me by grabbing my shoulders, although I wasn't moving. 
This shit seemed like it was going on forever already. As he was shaking me, he started yelling something, but it was inaudible. Mouth just moving, no words coming out. At this point, the the fear began to subside and was being replaced with pure anger. I just looked at him and mouthed the words, get off. As he was shaking me, his maniacal demeanor subsided and he stopped to look at me with a look of confusion. I mouthed the words, get the fuck off me. I began looking around just to see if anyone else was there awake and seeing this shit. But there was no one. No one that I could see anyways. So after mouthing the words, the ghost then stood up, walked to the foot of my bunk, stared at me for a few seconds with his head cocked to the side, still looking confused, turned around and faded through the wall. After a minute, I pushed the blankets off, which were completely drenched in sweat. I was trying to figure out what I should do, if anything. The night silence was horrible after that. The sounds inside the barracks were amplified. My guard was up and there was no possibility of any more sleep that night. I've only told my wife of this, but only because she has had her own encounters with spirits. I still think about it now and now and then, chalking it up to being fatigued from all the stuff we did before and during the transit home, or maybe it was just a nightmare, a very vivid and realistic nightmare. I just don't know, though. I'm still not sure if what I went through was real, but I do question it quite a bit. The end. Dang. That's yeah. intense. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought a ghost story at a military barrack. There's a lot of those. Is there? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I guess at like a... In the beginning of the story, he they came back, right? They were they were home. They were just kind of like in transition at this point, or or did it happen in Afghanistan? Um, they were back in the states from Afghanistan. Okay, see, I that makes it different for me. Like they're uh, they're yeah. back, they're back in the states, and that's when it happened. Yeah, that is interesting. And he said it was like yeah. a like a Vietnamese. Yeah, he was like he was clad. Oh, Vietnam the, era classic. Yeah, right, right. So he could have been one of ours. Back home and died back home. Oh, that would suck. Uh, maybe you know he got a he got wounded and maybe he passed away here in the states. Yeah, man. What was he mouthing to him though? Like he was saying something to him, but he couldn't hear what he was saying. What if it's just like a restless spirit that was it was still flashbacks from Vietnam? Um, that's crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. Well, that was short, wasn't it? <laughs> I could uh, I could see something like that. I think in my mind I could see something like that more likely in uh, a foreign, a, a non-U.S. territory when all the soldiers are out there and it's pure terror. Yeah. That that's what's I going. Mean, that's what I think. But that's where I a can, lot of the killings happening. Yeah, that's crazy. And I could see it being a ghost of that region, like getting them saying like, "Get the fuck out! Of, get out of my country!" Yeah, exactly. You did this to me. Oh, that's weird. That's crazy. You got another one? Are you talking about? Yeah, that? I got a another. It's a weird one. It's not really scary, but it's it's pretty weird. All right, let's do it. So this is from you slash Dark Raven. It's a D A R K R A Y V Y N. Oh, clever. It's called My Brother Is Missing and No One Cares But Me. Oh. I woke up three days ago to find my brother Tyler missing. When I asked my parents where he was, they looked at me like I was crazy. I thought they were insane or just playing some sick prank on me, but then I went to check Tyler's room. It was like a bomb went off in my chest. The room, which normally had been a dresser, a nightstand, a million posters of bikini-clad girls, surfers, ballplayers, rock bands all over the wall, and a closet full of clothes in the floor, was a sewing room. My mom always used to say that she wanted a room for her sewing, she makes quilts and handmade clothing and sells them, 
but we never had enough room in our house to give one up. She usually used the office that she and dad shared. But now here was this sewing machine along the far wall by the window and quilts covering the walls. Where Ty's bed used to be was a long table holding more quilts. And the closet neatly held all the clothes mom either had had finished or was working on. I went back to my parents and asked them with tears in my eyes if they were playing a prank on me. They said that they were not and looked me in, looked at me in a very worried way. I was afraid they were going to think I had really gone crazy. So I accepted my dad's offer of having had a bad dream and went to my room to sort through some of my pictures. Ty wasn't in any of them, even though he had been the night before. I know because I had just taken some. I walked casually around the house, trying not to stir suspicion, and looked through all the family photos lining the walls. Still no tie. If, there was, if this was a prank, it was a pretty elaborate one, but what would the point be? It's now been three full days, and still nobody I know seems to know Tyler, or remember me having a sibling. This is a nightmare. Me and Ty fight, or fought, I guess a lot, like all brothers, brothers and sisters do, but he's also always been there for me. He punched Silas Wharton in the face for me in sixth grade when he wouldn't stop making creepy sexual advances at me. I was in sixth grade. Silas was in 12th, mind you. He let me come to his room and play video games with him when mom and dad were fighting. He even drove me to school after he got his license and didn't worry about not looking cool. Ty is, or was, I don't even know now, the best brother any girl could ever, could ever ask for. And now he's gone. And I'm the only one that remembers him or seems to care at all. I don't know what to do. I can't call the police or tell anyone else. No one, including mom and dad, seems to know that Tyler ever existed. I can't just go on without him like he was never here. I'm not crazy, and I hadn't just had a bad dream. I remember Ty. I remember his friends that don't remember him, but I wouldn't know them otherwise. They are in much higher grades than me, yet I know all kinds of things about them. I know his teachers, his grades, his favorite food. It was tacos. Even remember the color of his comforter. Tyler was not a figment of my imagination. He was my brother, and he existed. Where did he go? What happened to him? Is he dead, or simply just no longer there? And why am I the only person who remembers them? I heard my mom tell my dad the other day, when they were talking about my outburst of, where is Tyler, that she always felt like she was supposed to have a son, and Tyler is a name that she would have given him. They thought it was a little creepy, but dismissed it. His best friend, Charlie, says that Tyler sounds exactly like the kind of guy he would have hung out with and also thought it was creepy. So when we're deep inside, they know. Tell me, Redditors, please, what am I supposed to do? Oh, dang. Yeah. Then last part, sent chills down my spine, like she's calling for help. Yeah. Did you say it was a true story? Yeah, yeah. True story. Does she dream it? Does she wake up from the simulation? Oh, into a simulation without Tyler. That's, That's crazy, right? That'll work into your brain. Yeah. Can you imagine? You just that's wake like, up one day and someone you've known is just not there. That's like a really, really crazy Mandela effect thing. Yeah. Like, he's gone. He's wiped out. No evidence of him? So, sort of, though. She remembers him, and everybody else kind of has an inkling. Yeah. Like, the mom would have named her son Tyler. Their friend's like, no, nah, I don't know, but he does sound like a cool dude. I'd hang out with him. Uh, you did. Now he disappeared. What happened? Yeah. Man, oh, man. Well, those are the stories. We doubled up on the stories this week, baby. We're going to call this one. No pumpkin spice involved in these ones. Nope. Um, Just Creepy Stories Volume 3. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> no? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. We got a couple of days to think about it. Did it That's early true. this time. Yeah, we did get it done early. Is this the first one? 
First one of what? That we got done early. <laughs> Unless you count the time we did uh, a freaking marathon of recordings before vacation. Well, yeah. Which we're probably going to have to do that again the week of Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving. Somehow we're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. Because family's coming. Yeah, we're going to have to we'll have to figure it out. Once all these, these Halloween, these creepy ones are done, we can bang out some easy ones. Think so? Maybe. I th- I think we could probably do a Mandela effect one. I think we could cruise through that one pretty well. Yeah, Mandela would be cool. And someone else just mentioned uh, who was it? it was on it was on Twitter. Um, parallel thirty seventh parallel. Uh, that wasn't the person. That was just their suggestion. Uh, other items of interest on on Twitter. The, their Twitter handle is other items. Uh, hi, have you guys heard of the thirty seventh parallel by Men Mesrich? It deals primarily with cattle mutilations, UFOs, but gets into Bigelow Aerospace, Area 51, Skinwalker Ranch, and some other stuff. So cool. Parallel 37, it like all this cool stuff happens along that line, that parallel line that runs through the country. No way. Yeah, dude. We're going to dig into that. That's great. Yeah. i never heard of that. That's incredible. That's where Skinwalker Ranch settles, and somehow it, it buzzes through Area 51, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. also said, uh, they said, I-, I thought it might be of interest, and then take care. And they said, currently listening to your Wendigo show. It's Wendigo good. <laughs> <laughs> Except for my horrible audio. <laughs> Did you try different? Yeah, I'm in a different port. I'm I'm a little worried as my mic. Uh, I think you hiccuped once during your reading there. It was on the, only on the first one. You hear it when I'm doing it live. Occasionally. Huh. And I don't think anything of it because you just keep going. But we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, see what it looks like. You know. See what it sounds like. A- a- audio version of looking at it. <laughs> just looking at lines. Actually, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. That's it for Creepy Stories Volume 3 until we find a better name. Yeah, but at this point, we probably won't. No. That's fine. We'll just call the rest of them Creepy Stories and <laughs> that's that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash bring on the weird. That's what we're pushing now. You can also find us on Podchaser, which I get to verify it, but I think we got some good news there, potentially. Yeah. I'm not going to say it right now. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to be wrong yet, but we could. We might have some good news there. But we otherwise, nope. Otherwise, Facebook, Bring on the Weird. Uh, Twitter, Bring on the Weird. Instagram, Bring on the Weird. All the things. Just go to your favorite search engine. What was the one back in the day? Alta Vista? Yeah, you go to that one. <laughs> You can even ask Jeeves. Oh, that guy. You can Probably find not. us on uh, AIM. <laughs> We're on AIM at Bring on the Weird. MySpace.com slash Bring on the Weird. Uh, Actually, that does exist. Well, uh, Bring on the Weird doesn't exist on MySpace, but MySpace is still a thing. They, they changed it, though, right? So, like, if you were on there before, you're not now, and now it's... It's all music or something, isn't it? It's just strictly music-based. I don't know what it is. I don't know. We ought to get one in there and just auto-tune two or three episodes. And it's only a matter of time before we just take auto-tune some episodes. <laughs> yeah. What is auto-tune the creepy stories? That's the only way you're going to get past my mic popping, <laughs> cutting in and out all the time. It'll be like, get the walk off of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Guess this is getting out of control. It this is. It's getting long. Stories. All right. All right. See ya. See you guys.